Well, speaking of costs, we've been hearing all day about the latest inflation numbers and that interest rates are rising. Probably for most of us, the single most important purchase you're going to make in your life is a home. And Remax is out with a report today on the Canadian housing affordability. It looks coast to coast. It looks at markets. It looks at the fact that, yes, thanks to low interest rates, thanks to, you know, mainly Toronto and Vancouver, but other communities as well, we've seen this escalation in the value of our home. And then, boom, inflation kicks in, probably. And I think, you know, the central bank and most economists are saying that, yes, during the pandemic, we kept interest rates probably too low. And now we're dealing with all the sticker shock. How is this different from 40 years ago? Yes, 40 years ago. John McCallum is one of the experts in this country. He's at the Asper School of Business at the University of Manitoba. And he remembers those double-digit interest rates. In the 1970s, we had the... uh embargo on oil coming out of the Middle East associated with a lot of political issues. Oil prices went up very, very rapidly. And I remember it. There were lineups at gas stations and gas stations were out of of, uh, gas. Through that period, early 70s, mid 70s, inflation started to pick up. By the late 70s, we had a very, very, very significant inflation problem that covered way more by this time than just gas prices and oil. And there was a champion who wrestled inflation really to the ground. His name was Paul Volcker. He was head of the U.S. Fed. Simply initiated a policy that focused on managing the rate of growth in credit and the money supply And he would tighten it until he got it to a point where inflation actually came down. It took from 1979 to 1982 to bring that about. Interest rates got to 20%. People wondered if they would ever sell their house. Uh, uh, But it took hold. And in 1982, he started bringing interest rates down. and. It took not that long. Uh, The economy took off. And basically, we've had 40 years of not worrying about inflation. He crushed inflation expectations. And we're not going to go back there again. No more double-digit interest rates. And that's why you see interest rates on the rise. And we've learned from that experience 40 years ago. So what do we learn from all of that? We learn you got to get on inflation quickly before it gets embedded, because the longer you wait, the harder it is to get rid of. The second thing we learned is federal and provincial and state governments, they're not much help on the inflation side, because what they contribute is to cut spending, and that's tough politically. So the only game in town in this kind of inflation problem, as in 1979, is the central bank 
and their ability to push interest rates up until it finally rings the the uh, the inflation out of people's expectations, and and uh, we're on it. There's a very strong argument that we should have been on this last summer when inflation got to 3.2 and 3.4. Central banks in Canada and the United States have acknowledged that they missed it. They didn't get it. They've even gone to the point of apologizing for it. John McCallum from the University of Manitoba. So, yeah, now we're at 8% and we're trying to wrestle this down. It gets us to the REMAX Canada Housing Affordability Report, then a guest with some very important information that we need to share with you this Wednesday evening. Uh, The Affordability Report asked questions of a lot of Canadians. 64% of those surveyed said, you know what, Uh, I'd be willing to um, maybe relocate to get a home, but usually a no more than a hundred kilometers. Uh, based on the average residential selling price, Brandon, Manitoba. I'm broadcasting from Winnipeg. Two hours to the west of us is Brandon, the most affordable market in 2022, replacing Winnipeg uh, in that ranking. Regina, St. John's, Moncton, New Brunswick, Red Deer, Alberta on that list. But I know many of you are joining us from the Vancouver area, and I don't have to tell you that Kelowna, Central Okanagan, uh, up 21% between 2021 and 2022, from $779,000 to $942,000. Vancouver, uh, an almost 20% increase. Victoria, almost 15% increase. Here in Winnipeg. 12% increase. You're with us from Ontario. Well, Windsor up 24% year over year. Uh, The average home price of $542,000 in that community is now worth $674,000. Barrie is up. London is up. Toronto, of course, year over year price increases sitting at 16% up from 1.075 million to 1.0. Two five million dollars. Wow. So we look at those values and say, well, if I decide to sell, will I get that money out of the home? Yeah, more than likely. But right now, the key question, and there are many of them, is okay, so interest rates are starting to climb. Uh, what do I do about my mortgage? Well, that's where we bring in mortgage broker. Uh, Terry Borley. Tara, great to talk to you. Thank you so very much for joining us this Wednesday. Thank you, Richard, for having me. <clears throat> What's a mortgage broker? So what my job is, is uh, I have to figure out which bank is going to get the client the best rate and make it the easiest process for the client. Um, once I talk to them and kind of figure out what, because every situation is different. Maybe people have had credit issues in the past. Maybe they're going through a separation. Maybe they're buying their first house. Uh, what my job is, is uh, I look at all of the banks, find out which is the best one to place them at and send them over there. 
And when you look at the environment that we're in right now, do you see this as one of your biggest challenges? Do you see this as opportunity? Do you see this as, oh my goodness, I'm dealing with a lot of people who are fearful of the now and the future? I think a mix. I think that our phones have been ringing for the past week, I would say, more than regularly, not with clients phoning in to do new mortgages or refinance, with clients phoning in saying, okay, Tara, like, what do I do now? Like, my payment was this last week, and now my payment is going to be this. And I don't like that. And what does that look like? And what do you think I should do? So um, I think it's, it's a mix of people phoning in because they're worried about their budget and not having a lot of extra income and, and extra cash flow for this mortgage payment hike. And um, they're just looking for, I think, advice on what to do. I have five questions for you. We're going to break. I have. Oh, and I, I know you have, I have five answers. <laughs> and I know you have five answers. <laughs> And at the top of that list is lock-in or variable. And we'll ask our guest about that. If you have a quick question or an observation, you can text me at 877-399-9898. It is a very important conversation because it's foremost on a lot of people's mind uh, this Wednesday evening. I'm Richard, in for Ben. Please stay with us. Richard Cluche, in for Ben. Tara Borley is a mortgage broker, and we're talking about the conversations many Canadians are having right now. Do I lock in? Am I variable? Do I pay a penalty? All right, Tara, let's get to this. Um, let's talk about interest rates and uh, locking in variable, those types of issues, because I'm sure those are the questions that you're getting. For sure. That's the majority of what people are phoning in and asking um, right now, for clients that are on a variable rate, their rate is probably between 3.7 and 4%. So that's right now, today, prime is at 4.7. So on a variable rate, if you're on a variable rate right now, your rate is probably 3.7 to 4%. So prime less a percent, prime less 0.6, something like that. So the question is, are you better to stay on that variable rate and ride it out, or are you better to lock in today at whatever the rate is? So as of today, right now, if you were to lock in, you're locking in at a rate, depending on the bank, probably at about 5.2. So it is a substantial increase to jump immediately over to that fixed rate. So what I am telling clients right now is, if it is going to help you sleep at night and not have to think about this, because a lot of clients are stressed about this and they're worried about how many more times is Prime going to go up. And so if, if it is going to give them peace of mind, lock in. The rate might be a little bit higher. You will be paying a little bit more, but at least this way it's done, it's dealt with, and you don't have to do anything for five years. And I remember talking to people last fall saying that, you know what, um, this is uh, an inflationary blip, it'll be fine. 
and sorry, it is not. So I know there are many prognosticators out there saying that, yeah, maybe a, another few points or two points on Prime and it will be fine. But I'm not sure. I think it depends on everyone's individual situation. Some people, even right now, moving from their variable rate to a fixed rate and locking in, they are going to have a hard time making that monthly payment. Um, So I think it just depends on everyone's situation. The other nice thing about staying in the variable rate, I know that it is a little unnerving, but the other nice thing is, if for some reason you want to sell your property, you um, you want to switch banks, you want to refinance, the most you'll ever pay is a payout penalty on a variable rate is three months of interest. And so I feel like that's something that people need to keep in mind too when thinking of locking in because you're right, locking in at 5.2 or whatever the rate is, it gives you peace of mind that your payments aren't going to change. But, you know, if you sell in three years or you need to refinance and the bank won't, we can't do anything with that payout penalty, you could be looking at $15,000 as a payout penalty. And that eats up all of your savings. Speaking of penalties, um, you don't have a mortgage renewal for a year or two. Should you pay that penalty and deal with it? And I know it's a general question and everybody is specific, but how do you feel generally about uh, paying the penalty to get out to lock in at a longer fixed rate? It, again, depends. I think it depends on what the pale penalty is. I had a client phone in yesterday and he was an elderly man and his pale penalty was, I think, $2,500. And his mortgage, I think, was 200000 And he wanted a fixed rate. And he was a wreck because of these fluctuating rates. So we're switching him over to a fixed, and he's going to pay out the payout penalty. Um, but I think, like, some of these payout penalties are high. So I think it depends what's the payout penalty and what are you going to be locking in that. We have about 90 seconds left. Uh, A lot of them, people that I know, are renting and they're sitting on the sidelines, not buying a house yet. What's your advice? I still think it's a good time to, to buy. If you're renting, all of that money you're paying is just going out the window. At least if you own something... Hopefully the the housing market will slowly increase and you'll get that as well as the mortgage payment will be paying the mortgage principal down a little bit every month. So no, for sure. I still think it's a great idea not to rent to buy. Crystal ball. Does it get bad before it gets better or are we starting to see the, the worst of this right now as far as our anxiety? I think it's, I think it's going to get a little bit worse before it gets a little bit better. I think that in September, the Bank of Canada is going to, we're going to see prime rate go up again. Um, But I think hopefully after that, it'll settle down. Tara, great to talk to you. I'm sure we'll talk again. Yes. And be well. You too, my friend. Thank you very much.